developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We should put it in the uh, anti-ninja funds. Torque, I shall <laughs> hold on to the silver, your portion of the silver for you, until such a time that you uh, you really need it. All right. Wait. Wait. How, how many of them are they? We have 10 total. Oh, good. That means my half is... Uh, well, on. I think we should look at the person who stood on his feet most of the time should get the largest Jerry. sum. Carry the one. No, that would be, be that me. would be Randis. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm nothing but a fair elegant. I just, I didn't see how many he killed. There must have been more that I wasn't looking at. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, welcome back to uh, our next installment. I don't. This might be our final installment for this session because of the way uh, we're playing. Uh, hopefully you're still listening. Hopefully you're enjoying <laughs> it. Uh, hopefully those of you who have not played Dungeons & Dragons version 4 are learning something. I know as a, as a noob, I'm certainly learning some stuff as well, seeing how the game mechanics work. And uh, as Brian was saying before we started this uh, next recording session, that uh, you know the play, combat play, does, does build as we progress and as people learn other uh, moves. If you'll remember in the uh, second episode where uh, Orm went out and did his uh, his finals, so to speak. That took about an hour as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. combat is actually speeding up now that we've added three times as many people in, in combat, the game. Combat always takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, it is arguably the most fun mm-hmm. aspect of the game. Um, Dungeons & Dragons makes no excuses. Mm-hmm. They, you know, This game is for super cool combat <sighs> and for cool combat options for your character, for um, tactical movement, for... Um, Teamwork and things like that. I see. So a lot of a lot of games, um, especially in the early '90s, they, they made a big deal out of de-emphasizing Faster combat mm-hmm. speed. Um, well, like I remember but, the Final Fantasy game games did that when they got into mm-hmm. some of those rounds to where it just it really tried to speed up the the fighting. Yep. But uh, since then, and I mean they they've done a lot to speed up combat. And yes, you know, once but... you get uh, once you get a little bit more familiar with the combat system, you know, you'll know exactly what to roll, <laughs> how much damage you're doing, and so on and so forth. Okay. All right. And so then, the and combat, then, the and then combat feels very similar. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much D and D combat 
um, except a little smoother, a little bit more. Uh, as you as you see, m- new monsters and new enemies come up. Um, every enemy tends to have a gimmick that they do, so um, it always keeps it fresh. There's that that new monster that does some weird thing, and you have to mm-hmm. sort of uh, reconstitute your uh, your tactics, tactics around that. And things like that. And of course, you know, once you have all your powers figured out, you'll level up, get a new power, and uh, have to figure that one out. Yeah. But it's also. Well, then it may. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. And certainly. I'd, basically, I was just going to say that for that reason, it is often easier for the players after a few sessions than for the DM because he is the dealing with a new critter yeah. every time. So he has to relearn the powers. But. Let me ask you this before we get back into it. Do you ever recycle your your stuff? Do you ever, uh, like, say you've got a a bunch of different people that play on different nights. Do you ever take this campaign and say, hey, I'm going to make Group 2 play this same campaign? I don't, and I can't. I've thought about it. Um, Each campaign that I write, Mm -hmm. I put a lot of, I actually put a lot of myself into Really? Um, I, oh, that's kind of creepy. It's you guys. You guys are tasting it right now. Mm. Um, You're fighting a first generation immigrant. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, the uh, I have had games that don't happen. That I gear up for a game, and then all the players bail out, or they can't do it, or something like that. And I will never run that game. Really? I won't get new players for it. That game is just stashed away because players or characters were created for it. I tailored some of the game to it mm-hmm. and I can take those characters out and retailer it to new characters but it feels a lot like you know like you know there's plot hooks and it feels a lot right, like right. literal hooks just right. tearing the story out as you remove a now, character. Now you have to do a lot of um, well I guess I, I guess I kind of see probably how you built this. Had we in our first skill challenge if we had not failed the skill challenge we would have gone right to mm-hmm. this right? Pretty much, and uh, so then, did you have to make up the whole thing about the fire den district, or did you already have that? I had out that as a just in case. I, I had that as a uh, as a potential extra thing. Okay. Um, the other thing is, is that had you guys succeeded in that skill challenge, I might have given you an advantage of some sort in this fight. Oh, okay. like you might have seen those guys coming. You might have been able to approach them from two different sides. You might have been able to have some a little bit of control over that fight, oh, okay. as opposed to just stumbling onto those guys. You may have given guys. us the skill of making sure Torque didn't get tripped up. Every other <laughs> I time. could have. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of things, lots of little bonuses that I like to give players. And that's all for. the dungeon masters. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right, everybody. Well, let's uh, see what happens. I fall down a lot, but I, I get back up. <laughs> let's see what happens as we go down the cellar door. Okay. I'm going to cover them. So you guys uh, are in this alley, um, sort of resting up. Uh, Torque uh, is uh, moving his heap of people that are still alive sort of over to that corner over there. Probably put something heavy on them so they don't move until he gets back. <laughs> a Buick. Yep. <laughs> and I probably just like puts a, a crate onto them. Okay. Um, there are plenty of crates around still. And as you guys are sort of uh, cleaning yourselves up and uh, getting catching your breath again from the fight and getting ready to go down the cellar, you hear some commotion from that building. Um, kind of a, is there a particular floor that we're hearing this on? Or? Um, it seems to be the first floor of to which there is no access to. You'd have to go down the cellar and presumably back up. Is uh, Torque perhaps strong enough to bust through the wall? Uh, no, this is a brick building. Okay. I have to hit it real hard. Yep. Okay. Or several times. For, for like a couple of days. Yep. 
I could do it, but my head would hurt. So, uh, I guess being very impatient at this point of everything that's going, I I would take the charge and dive, you know, jump right down into that that cellar door. Cool. Uh, I don't know who would follow behind me, but uh, I would guess that it would be <laughs> everybody else. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know, there's a thing in the Dungeons and Dragons that talks about a a marching order. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's important at this point it, or it not. It tends to be. Uh, and you essentially, you guys just now gave me your marching order. You're first. Uh, Randus is right behind you. And mm-hmm. Typically, Torque. though, if I, if if uh, uh, Orm was not impatient, I would probably send the Brutish Hulk. And and that's it. and that is one You'd thing to keep in mind. Right? And that, that's something that as a game master I appreciate. If, if as a player you're thinking in character rather than statistically at all times, mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. I think that makes for a richer game experience. It changes each combat... Um, because to a certain degree, the enemies expect you to be in a particular marching order. Mm-hmm. If you're not, then that's a wrench that you've thrown into their plans to a certain degree. Okay. All right. So you run down, um, kind of climb down the cellar. Mm-hmm. Um, ladder or steps? There, are, It's a ladder. Okay. Um, you uh, make your way down. It is a dirt floor. Um, there are some uh, casks and barrels around. I cast light. Okay. It is lit. Um, there are stairs leading back up. This room is wide, but you know, largely uninteresting, especially at this point. Again, as being the impatient person I am, and not seeing any dangers in this room, I head immediately to the stairs and to the source of the commotion. Okay, you head up the stairs, and I'm guessing you guys follow. Yes. Um. Wait. What? <laughs> Torque, come. I. Yep. The good thing is, is uh, if you guys are both moving in that direction, the screen follows you guys, so it just <laughs> so pushes Torque along. <laughs> what was that? Was that the old gauntlet? Uh... Yeah. He can just he can just sit there and it'll push him <laughs> along. But if he gets up against the wall, it'll kill him, <laughs> and he'll lose a man. In any case, all right. There's still there's still some commotion going upstairs. So you like. You guys rush up the stairs, mm-hmm. and as you do, you see a window fly open, and these four cloaked figures just kind of uh, dart darting out into the night. And it has gotten ninjas! dark since now. Yes, Torque ninjas. Um, ninjas at the base of the window is your elf. He is clutching his shoulder. Oh, um, I kill him. <laughs> no, okay. Torque. He is dead. Stand down. Stay your arm. Stand down, Torque. I charge him. Stand down, Torque. All right. So I, you I begin to charge. My, uh, you begin to charge this elf. I, I cast torque. my prestidigitation with sparks to startle Torque. Okay. <laughs> so Torque, you begin to uh, charge this uh, this elf, and suddenly a phantasmal funnel cake materializes in front of your face. <laughs> Ooh, shine! <laughs> you uh, pursue it for a while, um, and then it disappears. Like phantasmal oh. funnel cakes often do in your mind. Um, at I which point, the glow in the dark cakes. Yes. <laughs> at which point, you find these two talky guys talking to the elf, and mm. figure probably you should let him talk and then smash him. Probably. I, I would imagine that uh, uh, Randus is giving some kind of an aid yes. to the to the elf. Okay, why are we I, trying to help him? Dressing and as I stand over so, him and say, "What? What has happened?" You uh, you approach him and start uh, getting to his wound, and he appears to be a little bit too weak to even. Struggle to to struggle against that. Um, Talk, I his, say, smack. You smack him, okay? With my, you know, um, you uh, boy, yeah, limp wrist. Smack. <laughs> <laughs> it gives an extra whip. Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> Backhand. It it makes a lot of noise though. Um. So you begin uh sort of opening up his uh coat mm-hmm. to to look at his his wound, and it is nasty. It is necrotically Not kind well. of eating away at his uh at his shoulder. He Dark appears to have works. other wounds. Um. That are likewise beginning to spread. These are dark, dark magics, indeed. Should um, get this looked at. He, uh... You want me to cut it off? Torque, no. We will leave that as a last resort. He's uh, breathing pretty heavily, and he says, uh, <laughs> "I'm sorry. I, I thought that you were. Uh, I thought that you were the ones from the Crescent Society." I was trying to get away from them. What is the Crescent Society? Uh, it's too late. Nothing we can do now. Why were you following us? Why were you watching us? Where is Master Althorn? Al- Albros. Sorry. Albros. Albros. They... They killed him. He was getting close to finding the key. The key to what? Uh, to their device... The tower. Who the tower they? is the device. Who are they? <laughs> is this the key? The disc that... Is this the device? No. That is something I found in the... Uh, mines. <laughs> City of clockwork people. <laughs> what mines? Where did you locate this? Uh, it's in the... Skeleton Towns. Uh, but that's not important right now. I still have the key. It is in this house. They were not able to find it. They thought I had <laughs> given it away. How'd you get these wounds? What what has caused this? This does not look natural. Uh, they attacked me. Their daggers have the power of darkness. You have to stop them. You have to take the key. You have to stop them from triggering the machine. What machine? What does the machine do? The tower. The tower is the machine. It's an ancient machine. Are, are these humans? Elves? <laughs> he uh, opens his eyes and seems to have some clarity and kind of reaches out and clutches your robe and says, Not anymore. Duh. And then dies. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Clear. <laughs> yep, this guy is beyond help at this point. I uh, I take the I, I take the device. Uh, I take the device from Randus and I look for a keyhole. Well, the uh, the device does seem like it. It, it actually, and now that you've looked at mm-hmm. it and you've looked at it, it seems to be itself a key, but it's not the key that you are looking for, according to the elf. Yes, he did say that the key is is, is in, in this house. All right, so. We need to find. It's obvious that we need to find this key. It's of big importance. If it's the if it's if it's, it helps us get closer to who killed Master Albros, then we need to find this key. Very well. I will be happy to assist you with this. Torque key find. All right. Torque <laughs> morphs into finding mode, which I think means trash picking, everything, picking things up and throwing them against Torque, other things. Torque, listen carefully. We are looking for a key. Look like, around this house like for a, a key. Regular, regular key or now, like a, did you guys? Bring I know one of you guys wrote key. down 
the name of the key that this guy was looking for. Well, not me because I was out of character, but you might have written it down if you were in character. Didn't write it down? No, it's not in your notes. No. I think it was the Don key. It was the four facet key. Yeah, the four facet key. Four facet. Oh wait, no wait. That's on a piece of paper that I had. Is the four facet key? Oh yeah, Yeah. that's true. That was okay. Yeah, the four facet key. Yeah, you were given the name of the of the elf. That is the clue that you got. Torque. At this point, find bring us any and every key that you can find, and we will look around for this key as well. Uh, now you yeah. might want to be a bit careful here. It might be some kind of delicate device. Yes. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody can give me Wait, a perception what? check. <laughs> oh, what about Dang it, I am terrible at this. Uh, we both throw nat ones. Amazing. Gosh, what dang you, it. What am Ma- I throwing? Uh, <laughs> give me a perception check. Perception check? Yep. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> dang you, perception What's your roll? Stupid... <laughs> <laughs> well, with my one, <laughs> you guys, all three of you guys, botched. We no, are no, no. Morons. With my one for wisdom, I rolled a twenty-one. Leave <laughs> it up to the uh, idiot savant to uh, all right to so, find what we're looking for. So you guys did are. I, did I found it? Here, here's here's what happens. Um, Randus and uh, Orem are kind of sitting there thinking, you know what, this, uh, and, and talking to each other, you know, this this could be a very delicate device. This could be an arcane device of some sort. <laughs> is it, yeah, is it, <laughs> at which point... Um, a wall caves in. <laughs> um, Torque just tears off a floorboard that was a little loose, largely because the creaking was bothering him as he walked around. And there is this uh, triangular pyramid. Little yeah. pyramid, okay. about a uh, little bit bigger than a person's palm, about like this. Got four sides. Yep, that four facets. Look like a key. I'll look move at this. Uh, yep. Oh, so oh, you wait, uh, wait, pick wait, it up torque. and look at it. Torque looks at it, decides that it does not look like a key, and essentially places it in the dresser in front of the two of you and moves on to the rest of the house. <laughs> I'm gonna look behind this door. Oh, uh, Crunch. Thank you, Torque. Oh, oh my. Look I'm gonna look this. behind this what? chicken. Where'd that come from? No, that's not hidden. That- Wow, I see that it does have four facets. Does it fit onto this device oh, at all? Oh, that ain't a key. I no. found it under the squeaky floor. I think it's uh, a this, clockwork dog or something. This means something. Yes. That's a Close Encounters reference for those people. <laughs> don't, uh... That ain't no mashed potato pyramid. <laughs> what? Oh. But, but Torque tor- could go for some mashed potatoes right now. <laughs> I actually just ate a bowl of mashed potatoes. Well, this is uh, this means something. This this mm-hmm. key, we. Oh, is that the key? This is the key torque. I thought you said it was a key. This, uh, not in a traditional sense. I think that what our elf friend here, and and maybe even Master Alboros was saying in his writing, is that this this is something bigger than what it is, and if what the elf said was true. This key could power a, a huge device hidden somewhere in the tower. Uh, I think that ma- we've uh, walked into a something far more greater than my than my master at the academy thought I would be getting into. Did you make up all them words yourself, Torque? Uh, I oh. think it would be great at, at this point. Uh, you know that if you could continue helping us, I think this would be uh, a great service to your to your well. city. Is I, I'm supposed to stay away from the parade grounds, and I'm supposed to help people. So I figure if I do this, 
I would help people and be away from the parade. What what was it that he said about skeletons and mines? Yeah, apparently he said, he said skeleton people yeah. of skeletons. Skeleton claims he found something. this device in the you mines guys, of the skeleton town. He yeah, said, you guys he, can you guys can both give me a history check. Okay. Then you can do torque if you want. Plus uh, nine two, plus two. What's two minus one? Is that what I do? Is I add all these across? So this would be uh, nine eleven. No, you just add the rightmost two. column. Rightmost or, column. Sorry, leftmost column. Four. Whatever's in the box. No, no, no. Farther left. Sir, there's nothing here. Okay, yeah. Then just add them across, and that's what you get. Okay, so that'd be nine, ten, eleven plus eighteen is uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine. I rolled a nat twenty. Nice. I, he still I, beats I rolled me. a two, and I have a negative one. I'm pretty sure he said it was the, it's not yours, it's mine. Yep. So uh, Torque uh, begins to ponder how a key can be not a key and gets a mild <laughs> migraine. Um, when, it's a, when it's a monkey. Meanwhile, you both, uh, you two kind of chatted up and uh, mm. compare notes about the uh, skeleton towns. Okay. The skeleton towns, as you both uh, know and will soon complete each other's knowledge about, are a um, used to be kind of this booming community out here in mining country. Um, they uh, eventually were completely mined out. All the all the veins, all the mines were mined out of the silver and iron and coal, and the towns were abandoned. Um, there are just kind of in this area dozens of little hamlets that all have mines around them. All the mines are closed, sealed are considered very dangerous because the, all the shafts are in very uh, various states of disrepair. Okay. Do skeletons live there? No. They're called skeleton towns because all that is left is just the... Okay. Uh, skeletons. Because Sometimes we might want to ask these questions. Yeah. Because yes. I don't oh, definitely, because it's D&D. So skeletons. Who are these clockwork people that he speaks of? You said something about a clockwork city? Yes. I Through my travels, I have uh, located... A great clockwork city, and it was an amazing sight, and I do wish to try to go back there to see what else I can learn. Unfortunately, on my last visit, uh, I kind of closed the exit from which I came inadvertently. Were there so. actually people living there? Clockwork people. Made of gears. Gears and, and fascinating you yes. humans and your devices. Yes, indeed. And I'm not sure it was to their origin, and that's part of the uh, reason why I'd love to go back and find, learn more of this city and its origins and its mechanics. Gentlemen, I see at this point we have two options. We can either go to the tower and see if we can discover what this key fits mm-hmm. and your device, what, what the two of them together do, or we can head to the mines and see if we can find the source of, of where this device came from now. The drawback of going to the skeleton towns is we don't know what mine this came from. Also, mm-hmm. the skeleton towns are a good two days, two days and a half ride from here. Yeah, we could be wasting a lot of time, especially mm-hmm. with those four foul people that just flew out the window. Indeed. I, I do think, as despite my curiosity, it probably would be far more prudent to uh, try to locate this tower as soon as possible. And uh, foil any uh, nefarious plots that may be brewing in regards to that. Okay. Torque, you up for some adventure? Well, I can't find a key, and the uh, glow-in-the-dark cake is gone, so uh, I could keep helping. All right, thank you. We may want to find more cake. 
Indeed. All right. Well, I think at this point we're going to exit the uh, the house or the apartment, mm -hmm. and we'll probably need to move towards the tower in the center of town. Okay. There's a tower in the center of town. You, you got to go down past the place where the drinky people are, and then you go past the street where the pretty girls will be your best friend if you have any little gold coins, and then you got to take a left, and there's a school over there. And then you go and you gotta take a right. Wait, left. Wait. Now, Hang on. Where's you guys? Uh, you guys did uh, go through two encounters. Okay. So you've reached a milestone, which means you're uh, you get one action point back. All right. So we get a point back, or we're now at two. You are you are points. at one. Oh, so because you guys, I believe you guys all Each had a reroll. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, a we all bur we all burned an action point during yep. that uh, <laughs> skill challenge, which challenged us. Yes, <laughs> it was a challenging yeah. skill well, challenge. I mean, we had to hit ten, and he had to hit three. I mean, come on, that's like half. That's the rules. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. All right. So you guys head towards the tower in a kind of a loopy roundabout way, because uh, apparently Torque uh, maps, know, track, maps the city by places. its food places. <laughs> right. I only know how to get places from places that I I know how to get to. Yep. And I can Indeed. get to the tower. From the falafel stand, but I can only get to the falafel stand if I can find the station where the carts go that always have the stuff in them. But in order to do that, I have to go buy the pretty girls who will be your best friend if you give them <laughs> old coin. So eventually, you guys uh, begin to approach the tower. The uh, parade is now in full swing. There are so people we avoid the parade too. out in the streets all over the place, um, celebrating, drinking. Um, <clears throat> Burning little uh, firecrackers and things like that. Um, the town guard is flipping out all over the place, trying to uh, keep everyone safe. Mm -hmm. um, nobody really, other than physically get in your way because they're not paying attention, nobody really gets in your way as you approach the tower. Okay. Are there any guards standing by at the door? There are guards uh, standing by um, maybe... 50 yards from the tower as uh, the, the tower has a, a courtyard and they're standing at the entrance of the courtyard. Okay. Do I know them? Uh, yeah, they're town guardsmen. Can I hey. like, do a... Um, I don't know what I could do. Can I do an arcana check to see if I can sense any dark energies coming from this tower? Sure. Four plus nine, eleven is uh, fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Well, there's this weird buzz... Does it like, sound like an insect buzz or a large piece of machinery buzz? It, it sounds more like a hum, actually. Okay, all right. Oh. I think there, gentlemen, I think there may be something powerful inside. I can sense something. I'm not quite sure what it is, but hmm. I, I think we may make haste. Indeed, uh, we should. Torque, why don't why don't you lead us? Oi. Hey, guys. Hey, don't Torque. Mind me. Oh. I'm just uh, helping. Boss told me to help and stay away from the parade, so I'm gonna go in here. Oh, okay. Well, who who are you? Who are these guys? Uh, this is uh, El Elron and uh, uh, the other guy, um, and uh, they're they're helping me with the case because I. What happened was there. Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. They gave you a case. Well, sorta. I kind of got it. <laughs> there's these there's there's skeleton men on on the rise but they're also clockwork and uh, I, I gotta, think at this point uh, Torque, it might be best to it might be best to to 
And then there was a be duck. very very cautious about the words that we use. See, we got the we got the face of a duck. I use prestidigitation to make the uh, the we glowing uh, ooh cake cake appear. <laughs> okay, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it has gotten uh, fairly dark. Although there's, you know, everybody around is carrying little paper lan- lanterns and things like that. Um, the moon is full, so the night the cake is glow like that because cake doesn't usually glow. And I wonder. <laughs> the uh, the full moon is out. Um, it is a clear night. Other than the uh, sinister hum, there does not appear to be anything amiss. Um, and you guys hear it now as you uh, approach the tower. The guards just kind of let you through. Um, and as you get within, we'll say, 20 yards of the tower, um, there is, like, the ground just shakes, and it feels like the ground drops about six feet oh my God. and then you like fall to it mm. i mean there's just Whoa. yep that you guys are normal. all kind of knocked down for is a this, second is this area uh, prone to earthquakes i'm not familiar uh, with, with okay i don't know about earthquakes but i ain't never felt none of that before i suppose we best make haste yes as you uh stand up haste. and start to move towards the tower there's a crack just kind of uh, appears along the side of the tower, just this hair, like hairline fracture, just all the way to the tower, all the way to the top, and I then didn't do it. starts to spread out in branches. And a uh, gods, a small chunk of the tower falls off. It's that kind of grayish, kind of featureless stone. And underneath, there is very cool blue, um, brilliant, very polished metal. Um, a uh, big spike comes out of the, we'll say, the south side of the very top of the tower. Um, other spikes just kind of start jutting out of different places on the tower as this, uh, the what appears now is obvious, the outer shell of the tower begins to crumble, um, very quickly God. revealing this spire of blue metal with big uh, red jewels. I mean, we're talking about a ruby that's probably bigger than Torque's head, which is pretty big. Um, Torque, I don't think that they're going to have to worry about the parade right now. As you guys approach, you are essentially held back as the ground continues to shake and chunks of tower, you know, some significantly uh, taller than you guys are, start raining all around the uh, immediate... Do we need to do a dodge check or something? No, you guys uh, can essentially clear them because you're not... I mean, you're not necessarily uh, as well. Here, let me ask you this. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm. I, are you guys? Are you guys making? To yeah. Are you guys making a dead sprint for the tower? Or are you hanging back as this as, as this starts to happen? I would think that uh, me, I would be taken in awe because here okay. is something that I've not seen. Torque, what are you doing? What? Oh, right. the cake disappeared. So I'm just trying to figure out why the tower is growing antlers. So the tower grows almost half again as tall as it was before. Like, there's just more of it starts to come out of the ground. Um, It uh, gets to, again, about half again as tall as it was, which is probably up to about, we'll say, 20 stories, 25 stories. Um, And suddenly you see sort of... um, 
hear this noise from kind of all around you, but mostly behind you. It's that same kind of hum. And in a second, you see this um, red crackling energy um, in a in a ring sort of zoom coalesce along the tower. It does pass on the ground and through you. And you are momentarily just shaken. Ah. Yep. As it gets to the tower, it begins to crackle and essentially um, crackle its way all the way to the top. All the big red jewels um, begin to glow. Um, this uh, throbbing, baleful pattern. Just... You know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> at which point, a huge arc of lightning just shoots out from the tower to the moon and just hits the moon. As this happens, you see sort of off, way, way off in the horizon, another arc of lightning, you know, much thinner because it's farther away, kind of and also hit the moon. And then three more, just sort of from all different directions. Um, Immediately above you, about maybe a mile up, um, as this arc is sort of heading towards the moon, it begins to basically set the atmosphere on fire. He got um, this smoke begins to curl up around it, and actual chunks of flaming something start falling from the sky all over the city. You guys can hear panic throughout the entirety of the city. That, that ain't good. It is. It is pretty obvious that uh, most of the horrible raining fire will concentrate around this area. We should try to get to the focal point of that energy and shut it down. Agreed. Please make haste to the door. Yes. All right. You guys rush in. Torque. Follow. Wait. What? Pie. Poof. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Torque knows what's important. (laughs) That's right. Pie can wait. Town is destroyed. There is no pie. For now. (laughs) Um, You guys rush in. Um, There doesn't seem to be a front door anymore. Um, but you guys do find, you, sort of as you look in, there are pieces that are sliding back and forward that frequently create openings. This thing continues to sort of move and shift. Mm. So if you guys are, are willing to uh, essentially jump over the pits and, you know, get through the sliding, crunching doors and jump past the, like, fiery lines that go that go in a circle... Um, and don't, da-da-da-da. for God's sake, step on the turtle. Yep. Okay. All right. You guys kind of dive into the tower. Not yes. very good. Um, do we have to do like athletic checks or something here? Nope. You guys just kind okay. of dive in. Okay. Because um, I'm not very athletic. And there is... is. So we dive into the tower. You dive into the tower. And, Leaping from tree to tree. Um, again, Dodging. Quickly find that uh, there's no easy way up, but you do see kind of this central focal point um, about maybe 15 stories up. Mm-hmm. Um, what does this focal point look like? Is it it like looks like a glowing gem. It looks like, yeah, a central big glowing gem, or actually two glowing gems that are kind of circling each other around this um, mechanical array. We need to find some way of getting up there and shutting this off. I have yes. just a common adventurer's pack. I, it contains some rope, but not 15 stories worth of rope. 
Well, like I said, I do much exploring in my own travels, so I do have a kit that can help us maybe climb if we, but that might take time with pistons. Is, and... is there another way to get up there? Is there anything we could climb naturally, like the walls? Yeah, or... I mean, things are moving, so things jut in and out of the way fairly frequently. You can climb those, um, however, they might just as quickly disappear. It's mm. risky, but... Might be the best path at this time. About 150 feet, I think. Well, we have to be fast. Agreed. Let's let's go. Very well. Okay. You guys start climbing. Um, all of you can give me an athletics or acrobatics check if you're being fancy about things. <laughs> I guess so. Wow. Can I use my action point? <laughs> Um, no, not for this. This oh. is not a uh, skill challenge. Skill challenge. Is there a mulligan in D and D? No. I'll All right. catch him. All right, I've got a seven. Okay, fifteen. Fifteen and torque. Net twenty plus ten. Okay, <laughs> so you uh, you all begin climbing, and uh, Randus is making his way pretty easily. Um, Apparently, the last quarter is Billy Goat. Hmm. Three quarters orc, one quarter billy goat. Yep. Well, that's where the horns come from. That's where the horns come from. It's a Um, ram. Orem hits a good stride, and then all of a sudden, the thing that he was going to grab onto is no longer there. And he falls for about 10 feet, at which point he stops falling and then begins rising again. Um, When he looks up, he, or I guess technically down, since he's upside down at this point, realizes that Torque has him by one (laughs) foot, my legs, and is now. Pretty effortlessly climbing with him. Okay. With one hand. Yes, with one hand. <laughs> um, you, you you kind of fell. If, thank you for your efforts. All right. Um, well, my my grandfather used to say gravity is a harsh mistress. So. Uh, everybody, give me an endurance check because it's a big climb. Gosh. Seven. Um, uh, Randis. That'd be uh, 20. And torque. 17. Okay. Of course, I'm being carried, so... Well, it still takes something out of you. Okay. To All the blood rushing to my head. Upside down. Yes, yes. Yeah. upside down. <laughs> and sometimes when he needs both hands, he kind of flings you onto things. Oh, okay. And then climbs up and then just, without really asking you, just picks you up again. <laughs> um, go ahead and spend a healing surge, right, uh, Stephen. So now I'm down to three surges left. And you guys all uh, managed to get up to the central focal point of the tower. Um, You guys can give me an arcana check to uh, decipher what is going on here. Nope. Nine, 18, 18. 20. 20 and 18? 18. All right. You guys sit there and analyze this for a little bit. Um... You uh, kind of compare notes real quick and come to kind of a startling realization that what this essentially is... This thing is magic. Yes, it is, in <laughs> fact, super magic. Super magic. Um, dun, dun, dun. The, what uh, were we rolling? Arcana. 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 Oh, good. I got an 11. Nice. Well, you have no clue what this is. But I think it's magic. Yep. You are convinced that it is, in fact, magic. 
possibly limb here possibly juju maybe mojo or hokum <laughs> or hokum or hocus pocus or rasmatasm you're not sure or frasms yes could be frasms. probably that so you two uh the guys that uh have intelligence um <laughs> <laughs> the guys who have it as a relevant stat um compare notes real quick and come to the uh possibly slightly horrifying realization that what this is is essentially a lariat um it is actually a tractor beam and it is trying to pull the moon towards the earth why would they do such a thing this is going to upset the natural balance and order of the universe well seeing as how it's not stopping this is probably going to kill you all yeah it may even destroy the feywild indeed it probably would at least have severe ramifications and echoes into the Feywild. We need to figure out a way to stop this. this... Well, um, along with your badass rolls, you figure out a place to fit the key into. Aha! You did bring the key, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. You, uh, who reaches in and, and puts in the key? Okay. You put in the key. Uh-oh. Okay, take 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 ten points of damage. All right. Yikes! Lightning damage. Awesome. Ouch! Zorch. Yep. <laughs> this is a badge. Um, but you manage. Essentially, you get in and you just get zapped, and you know smoke starts coming out, and you smell bacon. Um, <laughs> and you manage to fit the key in, turn it, and the whole thing starts to kind of <laughs> click off. At which point, um. All these mechanical things start retreating, which means you're probably not going to have a platform to stand on for very oh, long. Goodness. Um, wait, I've got something. Will it work? Quickly, we might want to try to figure out how to reverse this power and try to counter the other beams. Are the other beams still going? Is there a Maybe. window we can look out of? Mm-mm. Nope, we can't see. Nope. Is the moon <laughs> it's all still being. It's, it's all being. Um, I mean, it's it's all metal, and it's conducting this, so there's no actual window for the death ray to shoot out of. Ah, okay. Like, the tower itself oh, is this thing. Okay. Is there any way that we can all jump on my tensor's floating discs? and Casting tensor's floating discs takes about 10 minutes. Ah, we yeah. don't have that So you time. will be hella splattered yeah. by the time But would it are. be enough to hold us? Yes. Really? Should have done probably. that five minutes ago when we got into the tower. Possibly. Yeah, you kind of probably should have. <laughs> then again, you didn't necessarily have, have that amount time. of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did all spend all that time climbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but you can't then, do both. Yeah, yeah, you can't do both at the same time. I'm being carried. Uh, so what are we going to do? Maybe we should just bail out of here, try to get back down to ground floor as soon as possible before it abruptly drops us. I agree. At which point, something opens up under Torque. Never mind. <laughs> torque! What? Try to look and see where Torque fell. Oh, he latches onto something okay. on the way down. Okay. Is this a slide of some kind or a chute or ladder? Sure. At, at one point or another. Okay. <laughs> you can guys we follow him down safely or not? Uh, safely enough. You guys can uh, give me an acrobatics check. Let's do it. Okay. 19. Any dicks? No. <laughs> 17. You four? Don't, don't you have like a plus four to dicks? Probably not for acrobatics. Uh, it should apply no matter what. Oh, okay. Then plus four, yeah. Okay, so... 22. 23? 23. Okay, and what did you get? Uh, 17. And Torque? Four. 
Four? Okay. <laughs> uh, Tor, go ahead and spend a healing surge as you basically fall flat on your head. The other three quarters of his lineage kicks in. Yep. Ow. <laughs> and Ow. Um, Randus manages to apparently rappel down somehow, at which point um, <laughs> Orem just <laughs> seems to just kind of tumble down using his robes to... Uh, Spread some luck. Yeah, to, yeah, to cushion his fall. No, he just kind of twirls down. Hmm. Look at me, I'm and and lands softly yeah. on the ground. Nice. His fancy pantsness has yes. paid off. Thank goodness for these parachute pants, or yes. so they call them. <laughs> oh my god. He, he, he hammer times all the way down. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> oh, you suck. <laughs> So you guys uh, make it all the way down to the ground, um, run out of the tower, mm-hmm. and find that the tower is in fact kind of uh, retreating, retreating and collapsing into itself. Um, not, I mean, like like it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like crashing down. It is just folding back. Up. Yep, folding okay. back into itself. Um, Can we see? Are the other lightning bolts still shooting? No, the sky is on fire. Oh, shoot. All you see is a cloud of, uh, essentially, this dome of smoke over you, and a lot of uh, fiery rain falling all over the place. A lot of the buildings in the city are on fire. Perhaps we should try to do our best to vacate this town as soon as possible and save who we can along the way. Make haste. Okay. So what exactly do you guys try to do? We're running. We're trying to get out of the seven circles of, of the city. Okay. And along the way, if if we yeah. see, see a kid or, kid or other people, uh, you know, if we can use healing along the way or if we can help them pull them out or if Torque can pick them up and fling them out of the city, then okay, we will do that. Well, you guys uh, pretty quickly figure out that you can essentially bail out of the city or try to get to... A couple places that will serve as shelters. Hmm. Um, you are not entirely sure that this, the, the the fiery rain, does not extend beyond the city. In fact, True. you're pretty sure it will. Um, however, if you're out of the city, you're less likely to have a flaming building fall on you. True. Um, if you go down to a shelter, you probably won't have a building fall on you, and you won't have flaming rain. But who knows if you'll be able to get out afterwards? So you guys basically have that decision in mm-hmm. front of you. I say we get out of the city. I concur. Okay. All right. So you guys make a beeline for mm-hmm. the nearest uh, town gate and fairly quickly uh, clear the city. And um, what is it, everybody? Give me a quick, uh, we'll call it nature check. Mm. You guys are going to be awesome at this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 17 plus 6 is... Uh... Whatever that is. Uh, that yeah. is actually pretty You're awesome. You're an elegant. Yeah. Uh, 11. <laughs> okay. Torque. I'm lost. 11. The city's right there. Oh. Yep. Um, you managed to find, uh, Orem, a um, kind of this rock outcropping, and you all sort of duck into it. Did we? How many people did we save along the way? Anybody? Um, you Should essentially... save people check? <laughs> I'll say you got one before uh, orphans. <laughs> yes, you got a uh, a dozen or so people well on their way to the shelters. Actually, okay. managed to pull a couple people out of a burning building. Oh, good. Um, one dog. <laughs> Excellent. 
<laughs> Way to go, Torque. Yep. It's that big mean dog. I wouldn't know how to get home without him. <laughs> so I take a left at here. <laughs> yep. Torque made a lot. Of, Torque was essentially moving in circles around that dog because he <laughs> couldn't figure out where left was on it. Um, and you guys sort of uh, duck under this ro- rock outcropping and just watch the sky rain down fiery death for pretty much the entire night. Um, E-gosh. You guys can all uh, take an extended rest while okay. you're down here. So that means we get all of our... Uh... You get all your healing surges back, your uh, encounter power, or your... Yeah, well, your encounter and uh, daily powers charge back up. You're essentially back to square one. Okay. Um, you have one action point. Right. Mm-hmm. Four hours later, um, or in... Uh, comes out of, comes out of his trance. Um, these two are still kind snoozing. of curled up into a ball, snoozing, um, <laughs> holding each other, yeah. as they fear the crying. World. <laughs> um, I look around. Is it still raining fire, or is it is it done? Much less so. There's still now. There appears to be horrible red lightning in the sky, but it doesn't seem to be touching down. I have no idea what to do. We need to find something. We need to find some way of stopping this. Uh, Indeed. Uh, my next guess would be is the elf said the mines might have a clue to what we need to do, and so perhaps we need to take a couple days' journey and get to these mines that he was talking about. Okay. Yes, that would be... I mean, there's probably nothing is left a, of the city. Mm-hmm. Is a fire coming from the moon? We could see if there would be uh, some assistance or knowledge we can find back at your academy of Take you to the Fey world? Uh, I suppose that's that's a risk that uh, that I could take. I, I feel at this point you we've gone through a lot in the last twenty four hours. Uh, it's been like sixty seven minutes. <laughs> well, we had to sleep overnight, so oh, all right. Uh huh. three second. Uh, perhaps we should go see my master and see if he has any advice <laughs> to this. I mean, that's only going to take a couple minutes, right? right? Or so take a, long time, a couple maybe. minutes? No, because we're going to have to go for a long ride. Yeah, yes. it took you like Three maybe days. four days oh, no, no. to cross this plane, the, the, mm-hmm. the plains yeah. from the Chattering Forest, oh, yeah. which takes a while to get through anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, I think at this point we should probably go to the mines. Well, it, I'll, unless I can use some kind of summoning I'll, power, which I don't I'll, I'll lay it down for you guys this way. Here are your potential options of okay. places you can go. Okay. There's always back into the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to figure out how this machine was working, mm-hmm. who knows what the deal is there. Yeah, but didn't it fall apart or not? No, it just folded it, back It up. folded back onto itself. Okay. Um, there is um, back to the Feywild yeah. through the forest. There are those caves or, or the, the, the skeleton towns where those um, clockwork people might be. Um, there is another city that's nearby here called Iron Hill. Maybe that one wasn't hit as hard. It might be a good place to go. Alternately, there is the long, 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 long trip to essentially the keep uh, that um, provides protection for this whole area called the Diamond Throne. Um, because that might be a place where survivors and or you know people who are gearing up to go find this, all this stuff are gathering. So 
going there will take you through the skeleton towns. So that at least is a possibility. Um, Your most immediate options are back into the city, Mm -hmm. um, Iron Hill, which is this other city, which, you know, you don't know what would be there, or back into the Feywild. Or the skeleton towns. I think the Feywild is is really not a pro- possibility at this point. We don't know how long before these devices start working again, or if they're going to start working again. Um, I, you know, I'm not familiar with this area or this land. Um, at this point, I'm going to defer to to you, Randis, and and your sensibilities. Very well. Uh... Like I say, we might be able to try to do some research what we can here, uh, no longer than a day, uh, see what we can learn from the tower itself. Okay. And then we should probably head on towards uh, the skeleton or the skeleton town and then from there onto the keep if uh, nothing else presents itself at that time. Okay. Torque, uh, you know, we'd be, I know your allegiances are to your town here. Uh, we're hoping that you would you would continue to help us. Uh, discover what what's going on. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. So it sounds like we're well, going back into the town. It, it, it's it's like Grandpa Torque always said: if if the whole town burns down, uh, hope hope it's not your fault. <laughs> so right. I think we'll, we'll figure head out back what, into the center of the city and back to the machine. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys uh, start heading back into the town, and it is still mm-hmm. on fire. Um, you kind of crest over the the hill that you guys were hiding under, and you see, obviously, the tower's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, large sections of the town are still on fire, and this black smoke is kind of uh, creeping up into the air. And um, you just see, for miles, well, for as far as the eye can see into the horizon, just these black clouds that briefly become red as this uh, lightning just kind of shoots through them. Um, there is still, as you guys start walking towards it, it kind of seems like it's snowing mm-hmm. and maybe it, uh, momentarily gives you a glimmer of hope to see, uh, snow, but you, uh, very quickly realize that it's not snow, it's ash. Mm-hmm. And as you walk back towards the town, you, uh, very quickly, um, see that this ash just begins coming down like a snowstorm. And as, uh, our heroes kind of fade into the whiteness of this ash storm. Um, We'll just wrap it up there. Fade to white. I love that image, though, that fade to white. It's like that last scene of the mist right before, you know, the spoiler kicks in. (laughs) (laughs) So our journey is over? Um, This session is over. Oh, really? We're putting it on hold. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's a great breaking point. If we start anything else, we're going to be another hour. All right, Matthew, thoughts on this first? <sighs> thoughts on uh, what? On this first experience with the... That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I kind of, I mean, I kind of like the dynamic between the characters, such as the dynamic is after three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting to see where the characters go. I love the fact that I'm missing all of my intellect throws and I'm getting like nat 20s on anything physical. <laughs> it's totally awesome. Uh, characters kind of align themselves that way. 
They, yeah. they tend to. Sometimes there will be some skill that you are mediocre at, but your character for no reason will be awesome. Like, you will always roll awesome at it. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to keep going at it, to tell you the truth. I mean, it's... Uh, so, you know, from somebody that's coming from this from uh, a couple of different standpoints, number mm-hmm. one, thank God this isn't you need to go kill 12 Hogarts <laughs> and then come Time back and see me. Quest. Now you need to go back and kill 20 Hogarts and bring me their heads. You know, so there's not a lot of running around mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So at point at times, the story moves along fairly mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Uh, the bad thing is the thing that I kind of don't like is you gave us all these options. Here are your options. Here's your choose your own adventure mm-hmm. kind of thing. And there's times where we don't know. What's what the best option next. is? No, well, not, not what the best option is, but um, what option you are wanting us to go down. Well, and I know that's kind of I know that's kind of a maybe against what what you're thinking, but you may have said, okay, these guys are going to go. This is the direction I want to move the story, mm-hmm. and if they deviate from that, it's going to mm-hmm. totally screw us up, and I'm going to have to take a long time to bring us back around to the mm-hmm. point where I want them to be at. Well, here's the here's the important thing about that. That is my job. Mm-hmm. Right. If you guys decide, if you guys go, screw this, we're just going to dig the deepest hole and hide in it, then it's my job to, Respect. having you guys made that decision, continue to make this game fun for you guys. And yeah. if it gets to the point where you guys are, like, at every turn, just totally refusing to adventure, mm-hmm. um, and that's really the biggest thing, is, like, if you just totally refuse to ever get involved in anything, then the game breaks down. And why even play it, the game? Yeah, if it's if you get to a point where it's like, well, there's option A, option B, or this new option that I just came up, like, you're sitting there, it's like, well, why don't we just try this? Which is what mm-hmm. makes it fun. And it makes sense. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Then it's my job to sort of essentially start putting tiles in front of you guys as you guys are running across right, the right, bridge. Mm-hmm. right. I guess the I guess I'm not satisfied with how it ended. I mean, it just we're gonna tread trek back into the city and this burning city, and that's kind of where it ends. And I don't know if you had planned it's, it's for us not to an do that. End. It's a pause. Well, I know, I know it's a pause, but I mean, for the purpose of what we're doing here today, mm-hmm. and at this point, for our listeners, at this point, this is the end of this adventure, and or. At this moment, I know mm-hmm. the adventure is going to continue. The adventure continues next time. Yep. Um, so it's, I don't know, from that standpoint, I'm kind of a little, man, what's what's next? Because if you think about it, as Matthew, as you said, Matthew, we yeah. spent like an hour and a half in, in game time. And what have we done? Well, we ran around a little bit. We did a little talky-talky. Yeah. We, we had a, a skill check. We did a, a fist fight and a skill check. And that was really kind of a kind of about it you know and i guess mm-hmm. from again coming from the uh, warcraft side where you know there's always a boar over there that i can just go beat on or there's always something that i can go hit on and get something mm-hmm. as i'm getting from point a to point b and i think that part is maybe still a little lacking for me at this point i i just mm-hmm. expected something you know i'm not putting it down i'm mm-hmm. just expecting something Grander, not that jumping up and down a spire and and uh, hopefully trying to save <laughs> the city is preventing the moon from crashing yeah, down. Yeah, on you. I mean, you know, uh, I need sound effects. I need music, you know, <laughs> to, mm. to do it. I mean, but visually, I thought you were good at telling the story and oh, and, and and you know, laying out everything mm. before us in a way well, that I could see. Here's here's how I like to think about it. Um, today in this mm. game. Um, is this a point where you had planned on stopping? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've not written anything past this, or you have? I have. I, I have ideas. Okay. Um, but uh, today in this game, uh, three awesome characters who 
potentially are going to save the world, mm-hmm. Matt. If you think about it uh, in the terms in terms okay. of fiction, right? Um, but I mean, this is pretty. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you know, three cool characters were introduced to each other. There right. was a murder mystery. Right, right. Um, that's that's yeah. That's what I liked about this. It felt very. Uh, it was almost like a detective noir tale, but it was set in the ye olden days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like that part of it. I expected some kind of chase to happen through the parade route or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys stopped him before you could get to the parade. No. Mm. He kind of had to double back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if I have my way with this uh, with this series, and hopefully we'll have more games, Right. Um, you know, there'll be a little bit of mystery. There'll be... Um, a lot of action. Um, it'll be a little bit Indiana Jones. It'll be a little bit, uh, if Brian has his way, it'll be a little bit Transformers, but not, tra- <laughs> but not Transformers 2. Oh, God. Um, okay. We'll call it a little bit Iron Giant. Uh, um, okay. You know, there will be a lot of things that you guys have the opportunity to do in this game. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm all up for it again. I'm going to have to convince the wife to uh, to let us crack it out again. <laughs> Over the next uh, couple of weeks or months or however we decide to do this, but uh, it you know it was certainly enjoyable. Um, I, you know, I had fun. Like I said, it was an interesting way to tell the story. As people heard in the last episode, we spent a, you know an entire time in combat, mm-hmm. which um, I don't know. It just seems to take it forever to do the combat. Combat takes a lot of time, and really, you have to approach it. Tactically, mm-hmm. you have to look at it as, to a large extent, you know, the, the descriptions are great, but, you know, they're your points on a grid. Mm-hmm. And the fun of combat is looking down and seeing what all your options are. Right, right, right. And then and going I, and with that's what option. I was doing. I think, you know, part of the, mm-hmm. part of me being quiet a lot of the time was, okay, what am I going to roll out next and who's going to move where and mm-hmm. what can mm-hmm. I do? I had no saving throws that I could use against Torque. If he were, you know, him dying, I have no healing abilities. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't um, die. Yeah, and pretty much, as he intimated earlier, that was a major design conceit of this edition, was to have combat be a major focal, and it was designed to be a, a major portion of the time of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you essentially, and the game, is, the game is written that way, you get, yeah. you know, three times as much XP out of a fight as you do out of role-playing as it's written. I usually mm-hmm. give my players a little bit more of a boost, because to mm-hmm. me, role-playing is pretty important. Right. Um, also have the character or have the players role play while you're fighting, which you guys totally did. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were engaged in combat, and that's nice. A lot of the times I end up running games, and it people are actually just... go to another room while combat is going on, which just oh, infuriates. Because they're just waiting. Because they're, yeah, because it's not around. their turn. And they get back, and they're like, okay, oh, when, when did that guy move? Well, many, uh, well, on his people, turn, jerkwad. How many people on average do you have in a game? Um, I try to have between four and five. Matthew, how many do you have when you were D&D? Uh, we've had anywhere from three to 15. 15 people? That's wow. got to be a pretty massive 15, campaign. Yeah, 15 is absolutely uncontrollable. Yeah. So you, if you have that many players... You are not playing towards a specific end. Yeah, that is just pretty much free for all, massive. So we're playing towards a big goal of saving the universe. Mm -hmm. Well, it's almost like a different game. It's like the difference between 
uh, playing something on the Wii and playing Dance Dance Revolution in an arcade. Yeah, <laughs> it's Although relatively I do have a, uh, the same an official Dance Dance Revolution uh, pad pad. Not nice. the not the roll up one. The actual oh nice big one. So, but if you play it in an arcade, it's an entirely different world, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. you don't have nearly as much control over what's happening. So yeah. you just kind of go with it. Yeah, and there are people who hate you know big games and people who hate small games. Ideally, I say you know five. Five to six, because if you have six people, you're probably going to have two of them fully engaged and a third one on board at any time, mm-hmm. and they're going to kind of cycle in and out. Well, the next – go ahead. It's kind of like um, – I don't know if you ever read uh, Gardner Fox's Justice League stories, where they'd all be together for that first chapter, then they'd break oh, up, yeah, and they'd yeah. do three individual breakdown chapters yeah. and come together at the end. Yeah. It always, I mean, that's the way you structure a game with six or seven players, in my experience, to make it work. Well, that's what I thought was interesting at the beginning of this one, where it's like, okay, Stephen, we're going to have you do your stuff. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad for you guys, because you guys are just sitting around kind of listening and doing nothing, and I'm sure Matthew was thinking, good lord, (laughs) I'm waiting and nothing's happening, Well, Flavin. Not at all. Yeah, it's that's, entertaining that's, though. Yeah, that's where you that's where you figure out what the game is doing. Mm-hmm. That's where you figure out you know what a new game master is all about. Yeah, that's the point where you know I get a feel for what Rodrigo is doing, and get a feel for your characters to see where mine balances out. Right, right. You guys both have relatively serious, straightforward characters. Well, so and, you, know. you know, I don't want to undermine everything, and I don't want to be the Jack Black character necessarily. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like it's like Tropic Thunder, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are times when Jeff is the 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 dramatic badass in the center, and there are times when it's just a big fart joke. So you know, that's what you're going to get out of Torque at this time. <laughs> so what did you? Uh, so from the Dungeon Master side, how did we do in our role playing and our character being in character and uh, everything? I, I thought you guys were great. Um, really, the the biggest concern for me is: Are you guys having fun? Are you guys engaged? And it seemed like you guys were engaged pretty much the whole. I mean, the whole time. Um, I don't know about Matthew. I think Matthew could have been picking his toenails at any given point. But <laughs> usually if I was like, and Torque, and he'd just come right back and say something what? ridiculous. Uh, I, I, what? I think I think okay. I have a catchphrase, and that catchphrase is what? what? You know, in, uh, and again, I keep going back to World of Warcraft, but, you know, the uh, the Tauren, mm-hmm. if you leave them along, alone long enough standing there, they start scratching their butts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what <laughs> I think that's what Torque starts doing is he's bored and he just starts scratching his ass. So. Yep. What? What? <laughs> See, and that's the, but that's the thing that I really love is, I mean, the, the whole conceptualization of the character for me was, I, for me, the character is defined by that moment where he stumbles into something, Not mine. it's time to fight. Oh, and we lost man. However long it takes to fight, mm-hmm. however yeah. long that fight takes, you have a graceful combat machine, and then when it's all over, he's like, what? Yep. <laughs> so It's kind of like, it's like a ninja sheep. It's what it is. Uh, if you if you watched uh, actually a lot of anime, mm-hmm. um, like Roroni Kenshin, for example, he is a he is the biggest klutz. Mm-hmm. But when it actually comes down to a fight, like you know, girls are always like knocking him on the head, and he gets giant bruises and stuff like that, and he trips all over himself. But it comes to a fight, and nobody can stop him, and that's kind of what Torch got going on. Mm-hmm. So, where did you draw your inspiration for this uh, whole thing? Um. Besides Transformers and Indiana Jones, uh, for this game in particular, there is a setting called um, Dragon Mech. 
Mm-hmm. You guys aren't allowed to look it up. Why not? Um, <laughs> what is it in? Is it in the Dungeon Masters? It is. It's a, it's a. It's actually a Dungeons and Dragons third edition third game. Edition. Oh, okay. Um, setting, and um, basically the moon crashing down to the earth is what kicks off that setting. Oh, okay. Um, so the moon actually crashes down to the earth in that in that. Game? It doesn't quite get to the earth. Oh, okay. Um, so we're going to be set in the world of what is it? Uh, it is not. It is not set in the world of Dragon Mike. It was just kind of like this. No, no. Yeah. I was going to say, is it going to turn into what was that uh, cartoon series from? The '80s, where the oh, Thundar, Thundar, the barbarian, <laughs> and and wouldn't it be glorious if it did? You already basically have a mock. Fuck yes. <laughs> um, the mock. And uh, other than that, what as far as inspiration was, you know, pretty much your characters. I, you well, know, you up you until recently, specifically designed some characters for for this, like mm-hmm. um, the other person who was going to play with us, Matthew's wife. Uh, she has a very specific role mm-hmm. in this. Uh, when she couldn't play, did that change the dynamic of of your game? Because here we were attacked by I had five a... guys in an alley. Actually, did it... you have to subtract guys from that? Or... Funny thing about that: um, every time I run D anD D, somebody bails out. Right. Every time, I always plan it for five people when I'm playing with these guys, um, and always, 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 we're down to four. And I just keep the encounter the same, and it's hard, but they. Yeah, I thought ten, that was pretty ten, challenging. Just it it was some street thugs. And and here's the thing: instead of dividing the XP reward by four, it'll be by divided by three. So you guys oh, are going to get that much more XP okay. because of it. So do we do that now, or what's the deal? Um, I'll calculate it all because okay. I'll add XP rewards and I'll give it all to you guys at the beginning of next session. Okay. Um, and then if you guys actually uh, get past level, which I don't think you'll quite make it, um, it's like ten thousand, isn't it? Or it's like one thousand. One thousand. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll sit there and level you guys up before the game, and then we'll pick up from there. Okay. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, when I thought that we were going to have that character in here, I had a hook already for her. Oh, really? Um, and I actually had to remove that hook and kind of uh, add and subtract a couple other things because now the way to get um, Matthew's character involved didn't quite check. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of had to. I liked how that character mm-hmm. was introduced. Mm-hmm. I like th- I like that. Um, I, I but again, like we said in one of the other sessions, I didn't like that. Here I am listening to, uh, you know, Randis's story, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, oh gosh, I heard a name that harkens back to yep. episode two, and now I've got to carry that information and not use that information. Well, and and presumably uh, you can use out of character time to talk to the players on the game master and be like, hey. I noticed this. Would your character mention this to me? Mm-hmm. And if he thinks, you know, if there's a time and he thinks he would. Then... That's why when we were walking that time, I was asking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the device and trying to see if he would mention give any name. clues or anything that he mm-hmm. had talked about. So, Who the hell is Greg Turco? I don't know. He wasn't playing this game. Nope. So the question then for the listeners is, <laughs> did you enjoy this experience? Number one. Mm-hmm. It's yes. part, of, uh, part of our major spoilers birthday celebration. And number two, do you want to hear what happens next? That's the question for you guys to answer in the uh, comment section. So shout it to your iPods. <laughs> yeah, shout it now. <laughs> now. Uh, we can yes, hear you. Yes, we would like it to hear all of the things. You know, thing. Thanks, the Pope. Thank you, Pope. I think the next. I think the next thing is going to be a little challenging just because of the uh, the wife situation. But we'll see. See what happens. I'm sure. As uh, I think we were supposed to go out of town this weekend, and we dump that so we could play D and D. But yeah. That's okay. Um, eh. She used to play it back when she was in college. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe she will listen to this awesome podcast and realize that she... <laughs> no, she just said, are you really going to get... She saw all the D&D stuff that I bought, the books and some of the figures and everything. She's like, are you really going to start getting into this? I was like, well, yeah, you know, and if, if you know, you'd let our son uh, get a babysitter or something, or if he could just behave himself instead of screaming like the tortured gnome you heard in the background, <laughs> uh, then, uh, you know, I would like to get her involved, too. I think she might have a little bit of fun. I think she would. Um I'm looking forward to uh, Stacy playing because a couple times that I talked to her, she seems sassy. Yeah, she is sassy. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Oh, I think I think we're going to leave it there. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this, and again, please let us know. And uh, remember, even though this may not have been comic book talk, it's part of pop culture, part of geek culture, and and, and uh, hopefully, you guys who uh, have not played D anD D, but we're interested in figuring out what it was about hopefully this helped you out yeah hopefully uh and we will talk with you next time major spoilers podcast copyright 2009 don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting one hundred dollars back and 100 percent accurate taxes Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.